episode 536 of Good Luck High Five. Uh, this is a very special episode. We have a special guest host sitting in for Megan. My name's Maria. I'm one of your hosts. Uh, we've got Caroline Party. Hi. Yay, we're so excited to have you. I'm really excited to be here. I've never been here before. No, this is your first time yeah. seeing our studios. You've been on the show before, though. I have. Virtually. I, I tricked you into letting me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you trick us? I messaged in the beginning of a season of the VML and said, if I win this season, can I come on your that's podcast? That's right. That's right. And I won that season. Well, I wouldn't say so much you tricked us as you were really good at magic and you delivered on a promise slash threat. I did. I, it was actually the only thing I was playing for. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Didn't need the <laughs> online championships. No, it was just no. to come on the podcast. I mean, we are the prestige of magic podcasts. Absolutely. I'm talking about the movie that everybody hates. Uh, everyone, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have Caroline here uh, because we are going to talk about the VML, playing Magic, but we're also going to get you ready for the Pro Tour coming up this weekend because MagicCon Minneapolis starts on Friday, as does the Pro Tour, Pro Tour Machine, as we're calling it, because Pro Tour March of the Machine would take 75 years to say that every well, time. Not Pro Tour Mom, because I like that better. <laughs> I mean, look, yes, I also appreciate Pro Tour Mom, but I don't think that that is going to fly. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Pro Tour Mom. Are, you are think, you are kind of yeah, like a pro tour mom. You're at the pro tours. You make sure everybody's having a good time. Yep. If I was like, Caroline, I need a bottle of water. I feel like you would get me one. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to talk to the pro tour mom about pro tour mom, <laughs> uh, including standard draft because draft's going to be a little weird this time. And we're going to talk about that as well as what it's like to be in a testing house with players before the pro tour because you are staying in one, of course, because your husband's playing. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to find out all the interesting conversations they have behind the scenes which may or may not have to do with magic the gathering <laughs> which this podcast is ostensibly about but before we get into the show we have some people to thank uh, a huge thank you to everybody who supports us over on patreon.com slash glhf magic uh, you can subscribe at any dollar amount getting access to our discord server and other cool perks and a special super special thank you this week to victor lee Dennis Ronner, Randy Bain, and Scott Charney for their new or increasing pledges. Wait, I don't get a shout out. I'm a patron. <laughs> you get a shout out if you're a new or increasing pledge. Okay, so you're literally my only patron. Really? Yes. I canceled <laughs> everything you. else, but I kept this podcast. Just in case you had me back on. Wow. <laughs> this is really this smart. Just for this it. moment. Yes. Well, you're scoring major points with yep. me right now. Yes. I did it. Do you want to give a testimonial as to why people should become patrons? Oh, it's really great. There's a <laughs> Discord. Well, okay, I will say yes. there was a movie night one time that yeah, was there really was fun. A movie night. So if you do that again, maybe you'll get more patrons. Okay, good good point. It was really, really we, good. Yeah, what we, did we watch? We've watched Die Hard in our movie nights. No, that's not what we watched. And when we watched a really bad rom-com. Probably. Was that, that one. what it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've had the good luck high five movie nights and they've been uh, they've been so fun. The magic so content is great too. We should, <laughs> we should have another movie night. Movie night. <laughs> but movie night, no, let's yeah, be real. That's it. That's what I'm here for. If you want to pressure us to do another live movie night, uh, become a patron, patreon.com slash GLHF magic. And shout out to Caroline for, for being yes. a patron. I did it. <laughs> We're also going to say thank you to Card Kingdom. You can check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Get whatever you need for your magical life. They've got it all. Uh, you can get March of the Machine Aftermath on pre-order already from Card Kingdom. Uh, which is pretty cool. And Caroline, how do you feel about Card Kingdom? Okay, I actually legitimately love Card Kingdom. Yes. I did. I do orders on a regular basis, and I just did one where a local store is doing like a hundred dollar Commander budget 
League. Oh, that's so cool. So I got all my cards from Card Kingdom. Uh, first of all, there's like an import button where you just like throw all your cards in and it just picks all. You, yeah, it was oh, great. Oh, so easy. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you say good luck high five and check out, they'll give you one of our tokens or a sticker, which is very cool. And yeah. one day maybe you'll get one, Caroline. Yeah, I do a lot of orders. So maybe one day I'll remember. What? Uh, <laughs> do you what? have a service that texts you to say don't forget? <laughs> That sounds very complicated. Okay. Well, you made a phone number one time. Oh, we did. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, we did have a phone number one time for people I to can't call in and was, leave reviews. But yeah. It was, <laughs> you can buy, okay, I say buy. You can reserve phone numbers on Google and then we use a service, an anagram finder to find out what oh, word we had made I with those numbers. I was wondering how you did that. Okay. Yeah. We just, we just reverse engineered it. And then, so it was like uh, 1888, whatever the heck it was. I, I can't don't remember, remember what it was. Yeah. But that's how you do it, everybody. Okay. That's some inside baseball Wow, we just you. got inside information over here. <laughs> kind of... A little bit pull the curtain yeah, back. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that you came up with the anagram first, actually. Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal, but that probably costs money to get a phone number like that. Yeah, that's what, fair. Commander deck, what's, what are you building? Ooh, so, okay, I really love Hydras. My very first Commander deck years and years and years and years ago was like a red-green Hydra deck. Oh, that's cool. And I'm not a big Commander fan, so please... Don't stop listening. But <laughs> they already um, <laughs> know how we feel about Commander. It's too many cards to shuffle. Yes. For a tiny tiny. Well, and hands. I'm a big spike. So I'm really not a Commander fan. Yeah. But there's a new Pelucranos. Like yes. green, green, green yeah. Hydra flips over, becomes like a worm coil Hydras. Yeah. And I was totally in- enthralled. So. Yeah, I played the card in draft the other day. And did you know I get white in my commander deck because of the Plukronos? Hey, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but well, I do now. The, those Phyrexian activated abilities, everybody. Yeah. Get an extra color in your commander deck secretly. I thought I was going to have to do mono green, but now I just have a really expensive smothering tide for no reason. <laughs> I still oh, have a spike. Good. Well, <laughs> so. yeah. That's cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Yep. Oh, I could have went there. That would have been good, too. That's, <laughs> that's how you do it. Oh. You put that in, and it automatically put it oh. in your code of checkout. I really wish I'd listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Pro Tour Mom now here coming up this weekend, everybody. You can catch it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash magic, starting Friday and Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern and then 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday for the top eight. It's going to be more than 250 players. There's a $500,000 prize pool, and they're playing standard and draft. Uh, and the players are already tri- trickling in here to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're here uh, yep. with some players who are going to be playing this tournament. Um, and I got to start off our discussion about it by asking you what it's like to stay in a Pro Tour testing house. Um, so this is actually my First time staying in the house for a while, because um, last in Philadelphia, I stayed in a hotel, so I didn't do the house. Um, it's interesting. It's a lot of different personalities. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, it's only been one day, and everyone was arriving on a travel day, so there was you know different variety of energy. Yes. Um, my favorite non-magic topics, which there aren't a lot of, I will tell you. It's a lot of magic. Like nonstop magic Nonstop, chat. like random card discussion for like a really long amount of time. Very not interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I made some notes on non-magic topics. Okay, great. This is very important. Um, this morning, there was a particularly long discussion about whether or not you butter bread. What kind of question is that? What do you mean? I don't... I I was a little bit half asleep. Okay. But it was definitely... So we have some Europeans and some Americans. Yeah. So it was definitely like a more one side versus the other side. And it just sounds like maybe at least the people that are there in Europe don't butter their bread. Like, do you and mean I, like in a sandwich or? No, for breakfast, like toast. So they're eating their toast with nothing on I it? I don't know. I I was that, shocked. That I was shocked. It would truly be shocking. But there was like a, sh- there was a surprise when there was buttered bread given to them or buttered toast given to them with breakfast. I don't know if I just misunderstood. dry toast? I don't know. I might have misunderstood <laughs> You know, you you can have Unreal. have Andrea Mangucci on this podcast. Okay, we'll and ask figure him. It out. Yeah, we'll yeah. ask him. Yeah. yeah. So, who are the people in the house with you? You oh. don't have to name all of them. Yeah. Just the ones that you remember that you like the best. Oh, well, Sam Hardy. <laughs> That's your husband. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, so it's it's actually similar to uh, Reed Duke wrote his post pro tour win article. Yeah. It's a, honestly like a very similar list to that. So you got Reed um, Nasif. And Sam, um, you have LSV, et cetera, et cetera. LSV so, is not in the house currently. Well, this is this sounds like a star-studded house. Reed, cool. you know, won the last tournament. Oh, did he? That yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nice little shout-out in that article. Oh, you did? I did. I got, like, there was, like, the testing team and then the people who were also present. Oh, that's yeah. That's not what it was called, but that's how I read it. <laughs> <laughs> testing team adjacent. Yeah. Caroline Party. Yeah. Yep. I was present. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting to be around such people who are so incredible at magic and also talking about things like, do you butter toast or do you yeah. eat it dry? <laughs> okay, so. The yeah, other less fun conversation was a lot of topic about healthcare. Oh, And a lot gosh. of comparing um, some, yeah. some of the people have like... Um, uh, like experience right now in Europe with healthcare and just they're just shocked at some of the things they're getting versus Americans. And we get we get bup kiss, man. I know. I've chosen to live here. Yeah, I'm you so have. Happy about it. You're a Canadian and I you're am. and you're now becoming an American. I am <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> For one welcome. of those things. <laughs> welcome to our country. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got healthcare. We've got uh, buttered or non-buttered toast. What else do they talk about? Um, eggs. Okay. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I knew this one, but I don't think eggs are refrigerated in, in Europe as much. No, they're not. Yeah. And so there was like a kind of a oh. bit of a shock on that. Okay. So like, do you refrigerate or just leave out your eggs? Yeah. And you know what I didn't ask, which I actually legitimately want to know? Yeah. So eggs are really expensive here. Yes. Are they expensive in Europe? I don't know. Because they're like really expensive here. Yeah. That's like the number one thing like in our current inflation crisis that people point to as like, this is what is the bellwether of our inflation is the cost of eggs. Yeah. And right now, yeah, eggs are super expensive. Yeah, so I, I actually don't... I, I'll report back. Yeah, report back. Yeah. We'll update you. Everybody. I'll do a segment live from the house. Uh, we'll do hashtag egg update <laughs> to let you all know <laughs> if eggs are... I'm sure our European listeners will let us know yeah. if yeah, they are Actually tweet at us. Yes, yeah. Egg at update. Gila, at then I don't have to do the magic. segment. That would actually be great. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, we're taking the work off Caroline's yes, shoulders. She's enough work you. this week. Yeah. Uh, hashtag egg update at GLHF Magic. Thank you so much. I, I store my eggs outside of the fridge because I consider myself highly European. But I think it has to do with our eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying our egg quality is so low that they need to be refrigerated? Yes. Wow. Wait, do you know about 
I did not know that. Okay, so a couple months ago, or gosh, it was probably a year ago, Sam opened our refrigerator and found out that when I crack an egg, I leave the shell back in the carton. Oh, my God. (laughs) He still married me after discovering (laughs) this. I would have been out of there. (laughs) And there was a lot of of upset people about this. So I just have a long history of eggs. Oh, my gosh. Wow, I did not know that. No, I would never leave a shell. (laughs) Do you still leave a shell? Wait, but you leave the eggs out of the fridge, but you would never leave a shell? Correct. Doesn't that seem, like, similar? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I actually do not still leave the shell. I was... Oh, He tweeted out a video about it, and there was so much controversy that I have, in fact, changed. I mean, to be fair, much of your relationship is... (laughs) Your your marital disputes uh, happen on Twitter for everyone to they see. They really do. And I've got to see. They're highly entertaining, everybody. <laughs> so if you follow either of them, which I do recommend. The best you is when in. you can tell when what side I'm on. Yes. That's the best. Yes. Um, for instance, one that is happening every day is your Rubik's Cube you have. Oh, yes. Where you can make the date by changing the Rubik's Cube. Yep. And what's the deal with that? So I got this from Sam's dad for Christmas. He gave it to me. And I love doing Rubik's Cube, so I started doing it. And I, I, I don't know why I did this, but I said, hey, Sam, if I can do this for a year, can I pick where we go on our honeymoon? Oh, and right. he goes, sure, but if you fail, he gets to pick where we go. Wow. And I'm kind of afraid he'll pick something like Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota right now. You couldn't have slammed Wisconsin, (laughs) Iowa. Pick a state. I did. I I picked Minnesota. Um, Rude. I feel like he's going to pick like like a town that's an hour away from us or something. Yeah. Okay. So now you are on a mission. I'm really motivated. You have. I've seen you every day. You post. Did you know Cube? There was some drama. What? So on Saturday. I posted a picture that said Sunday, oh, April no. 29th. By mistake? By mistake. I was sleepy and by mistake. And somebody texted me at 11.54 on Saturday evening and said, Caroline, you posted the wrong picture. Oh, my God. And so I jumped out of bed, solved it to the right day, posted it. And so I almost fumbled. Holy cow. Yeah. Big shout out to Nicole Callahan, Lady of the Crease. Thank you. Lady, she saved my bacon. Saved your bacon. Yeah. How, how long does it take you to solve that every day? Mm, I could go get it. It takes like 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it honestly is not as hard as it looks. And it's great when people are like, wow, that's so impressive. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> So that's life in a pro tour house. Eggs, butter toast, and healthcare. <laughs> and lots and lots and lots of deep dives on magic lots cards for sometimes absolutely no reason. Um, so the people are here testing. We're playing standard and draft. And you have a bit of like, uh, you've got an inside info on what it's like to be playing one of these pro tours, including the, the draft format of this one, mm-hmm. which is weird because we have double-sided cards. We have a couple of double-sided cards. Yeah, yeah. Per pack. Per pack. Yeah. So it turns out they're going to have to like think about how to handle that at the pro tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and the players have been preparing for it. So what's going on? Yeah, so I um, believe this is how it's working. Please don't go to the PT and be like, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I believe what's going to happen is... All the pods at the same time are going to open their packs and each time pack one, pack two, pack three. And they're going to show their two double-sided cards to the entire table for, I think, a minute. Um, And then no notes or talking or anything can really happen in this minute. Um, And then they're going to take that pack and they're going to sleeve it and then draft that pack. Then repeat the process for pack two, repeat the process for pack three. So it's a little bit 
it's not the quite as same as your local FNM where like you just open it and you can kind of see who took the double sided card if you know they're not good at putting it underneath their cards. Or, yeah. Um, so you don't know who took the really cool cards, but you do know where they are in the table. Um, and I will say the conversations that have gone on about how you handle that process, because can you memorize 16 Absolutely cards? Absolutely yeah. not. And and spoilers, not, most people can't. Yeah. <laughs> like ev- even the best of the best are going to, are not going to be able to be like, oh, I know all 16, boom. Um, so there's been a lot of conversations about what do you do with that information. Um, and that actually legitimately has been interesting to listen to because this is a new thing. And so listening to a bunch of people try and solve a new thing is pretty cool. Yeah. I I mean, I've seen like memory tricks where you would try to remember like the first letter of the cards and then you make a like a mnemonic mm-hmm. to make sense of, you know, that's apparently how Benjamin Franklin remembered people's names. Oh, really? <laughs> The, so the hard thing is the alternate arts as well. Because yes, again, as I said, you yeah. can't ask questions. Oh, and one thing's kind of interesting. During the draft, you cannot look at the backside of the card. You cannot pull it out of the sleeve. I and see. Look. Okay. Um, so you're going to have to really know what the backsides of all of the cards do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Including the battles. My God. Okay. So pro tour draft is already hard enough, everybody. Like, you know, you we already know you can't look at your picks in between your picks, Correct. only in between packs. Correct. Which I've only done one draft um, at was competitive REL or whatever it is where you couldn't look. It was for a um, back when we had PTQs. Oh, okay. They did like a call draft for that? Yes. Oh, that's cool. It was pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah. I mean, we still have them, but, you know, it, this was a different time, kids. Uh <laughs> When you were a spike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've never, I picked my first two cards, but I picked three. I had no memory of what I had taken. Absolutely zero. So, yeah. like, it's already extremely difficult and nerve wracking. And now we're adding this on top of it. And you better no, not only, like, remember what has been opened and where it was, yeah. but also what both sides of the cards, all of them do. Yep. And what alternate arts you might see, that kind of thing. Wow. I'm pretty nervous about remembering what the backside of a card does yeah i i'll be working yes on yes the production behind yes. the scenes okay so caroline- comfortably behind the scenes <laughs> <laughs> caroline's behind the scenes helping us out at the pro tour you were yeah. at the you worked with the last one yep. and you uh, made a name for yourself by putting up your favorite card on card viewer all the time i did i set a goal so so my role was to listen to coverage which by the way is a great job to get paid for yeah it is just listen to coverage yeah. um and then every time a card was discussed a card was in play or rarely a card was in someone's hand um i would click it it was like a little interface that i had and it would show up on screen yeah and so when i was showing up to the this my first time doing card viewer i wanted a goal i wanted something to you know i wanted something fun to do yeah yeah um and it was a a pioneer format yeah pioneer for at the last pro tour and my favorite card in magic of all time is a boreal grazer this lovely little sloth which is maybe a beast whatever but it's a sloth in my heart yes and um i set a goal to put it up as many times as possible without being fired which i think is a really (laughs) good goal because obviously I could just keep this putting it up. Great goal, right? Like yeah, I could just you do could, it, but you would be fired. And then eventually someone would be like, "Caroline, what are you doing?" <laughs> Which people probably ask anyway. But yeah. you know, so I had this goal for myself, yeah. and I got up to 19 times. Holy cow! At the end of or the top eight, where the both Lotus Field decks were done. Okay, so at 19, and 19 is like a cool number. But you really want? It's not 20. like the best number. Yeah. Um, and so just in the last round. 
one of the casters came in clutch and talked about a Boreal Grazer, even though it wasn't in play. And I got the number 20. I'm not going to name names. Yay! It's a secret. It's not a secret. <laughs> um, and it was really fun. It was like a fun little thing to work for. But my question is, what do I work for now? I know. So here's what I was thinking. Okay, go. Do you, do you know how there's all these dual legendary creatures? Yeah, like yeah, the team up cards. And, yeah. What about if I can get as many pairings as possible? Like, because there's a bunch of them, right? There is. There is. Yeah. So what about if I can kind of try and get, like, Thalia and get Rog up there? Yeah. And, um, and so limited, that will be easy. Yes. But then constructed. All right. If people, uh, All right, people, if you haven't put in your decks yet, I don't know when decks are due. Yeah. It's probably, uh, like, tonight yeah, or tomorrow. Yeah, just do it now. It's fine. Put in a lot of the team-up cards yep. just to help out Caroline. I think what I'll do is I'll... I'll write all the team up cards down. Yeah. And I'll see how many. Oh, I could do like a challenge. Who, who wins? Who wins yeah. the team up yeah. battle? Yeah. Because yeah. okay. limited is going to help with that a little bit. It I will. guess it will be kind of boring if there's one constructed deck that just has one of the team up cards. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see okay. What I can do. Great goal. A great job. I've done that at Pro Tours in the past too. Not that I haven't ever had a fun game like you have. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's the only. It's a good way to entertain yourself <laughs> for many, many hours. But it is a fun gig, yeah. you know, uh, putting up cards. That, so anytime you see a card on your screen, you can thank Caroline for putting it there. Unless you didn't like it or it wasn't the correct card, then it wasn't me. No, then it would definitely yeah, wasn't no, absolutely you. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got cool draft stuff to think about. We've got the Caroline Team Up Challenge, yep. which will be. Oh, I like the hashtag. Thank you very much. I'm just going to write <laughs> there that it is. one. There's down. a hashtag. Go, um, do you like this draft format? Have you I been playing do. a lot of it? I okay. So you asked me earlier, what's the secret of being good at magic? Yeah, because I don't actually play that much magic. Okay, my life is just pretty busy. But you're oh, you have good results. Oh, that's just luck. But yes. okay, whatever. <laughs> so I don't play that much magic. But in the last couple of days, I've been drafting so much. Yes, like just on arena, I've been doing the. I like to do the traditional drafts. I don't really like the best of ones. The best of ones are boring. I like lose attention. But I've been doing the traditional and they cost more, so I feel like I'm paying attention more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's how you get yourself to not online shoppily play arenas. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've been loving it. I've always loved five-color sets. I also saw a tweet from Luis that kind of highlighted the, the, the person who designed this set versus the other sets they yes. designed. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. These align with the ones that I like as well. Yeah, no, so. much love, much love. Yeah. Um, we, I've also loved this draft format. I know Megan has too, and I think all of the pro players. Megan's drafting right now. Yeah, she probably she, yeah, is. She didn't want to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, you guys just handle it. Yeah. I really need to get in the queue. Yeah, I really need, <laughs> really need to get in the queue. Yeah, but I know on coverage and stuff, people are even like trying to tear themselves away from yep. playing draft to like talk about or play some standard because the draft is just so fun. Yep, is that how it's going in the house too? Or are they more disciplined? Um. I don't know. I guess we'll there's, find out. It's day there's one. There's been a lot of in-person drafts, which is an experience that is definitely an experience that a large house can offer that other things can't. It's right. In-person, they're, you know, they are practicing the two-card thing. Um, they're also a lot of people watching one-person draft and then talking about it. Like, I think the in-house testing gets a lot of benefit from, from drafting. Yeah. Um, but they... Did you know that deck lists for constructed are due at noon on Wednesday? Noon, noon. It's a weird which time. Which is a big deviation. It is normally midnight local time, um, and so that's kind of causing some strain as right. well. Um, but there'll be more time to test after noon on Wednesdays. So. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of standard decks being due um, tomorrow at noon. Yes. 
players listening to this, probably there's one pro player who listens to this podcast. And it's, it's, it's 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm late. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about what people might be able to see in Standard because uh, it's been a minute since we've had Standard at a pro tour as the premier format. Um, and... There's been a lot of diversity in it. We've seen it as the format of the regional championships leading up to this pro tour. Uh, so we've gotten a little bit of a peak, but now we have March of the Machine thrown into the mix, which might shake things up. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, do you have any feelings about Standard right now, Caroline? It's okay if you don't. No, I do. Um, I had to play Standard in the regional championships. And What le- did you play? I played Esper. Okay. Leading up to the tournament, I was somewhat traveling. I was like in California, but... Uh, in San Francisco, and I could not win a match on Arena. Really? Like, I, it was, it got to the point where it was, like, a little embarrassing. Um, I was trying everything. I was trying everything to not play Esper, because <laughs> I really, I'm not good with islands in general, and I was a bit worried. And it turns out Esper is just a creature deck, so it actually yeah. was pretty easy. Yeah. But um, I was worried about it, so I was trying Literally everything, I could not win a match. And then I tried Esper, and I still couldn't win a match, so that was a bit concerning. Um, and I I like Standard in theory. I've always loved Standard. I played the VML, which yep. has always been Standard. Um, I've, like, there were times where I, we were the only ones playing Standard at all, yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, so I really love Standard. This one has been tough. Both the regional, or the championship I played online back in kind of this time last year, was standard. That was, like, the first start of Grixis. Yes. Um, and now we're kind of still here. Like, yeah. Grixis is still here. We're still in Grixis's It's the same, ballpark. Like, deck, Okay, basically. let's talk about what decks you might see in players' hands. Yeah. This weekend, we're going to talk about them generally. Uh, so there will be deviations, obviously. But generally, Grixis Midrange, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. it is one of the most popular decks that we saw at the regional championships. Um, and still... Doing its thing. Still around. Here so long after it came to the top. And I have some notes on, like, what Grixis could look like this weekend. Sure. Um, Let's talk about what th- what it looked like um, oh, sure. in the, leading course. up to this event and then talk about how it's changed. Yeah, that makes sense. So Grixis is just like all the best cards. <laughs> That's how I have, would describe this deck. Have you heard deck. of uh, Fable the Mirror Breaker? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really, really cool card. Have you heard of this card? Do you know about this? It's Fable yeah. of the Mirror Breaker. It, yeah. it won Good Luck High Fives tech. card of the year last yeah. year. Hot new tech. Hot new tech. Uh, four copies in this deck, wow. of course. stunning. I mean, just ab- absolutely stunning. Can we also talk about Bankbuster? Yes. What, what, a, what a comeback card. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Look at it. It just doesn't look very cool. No. Reckoner Bankbuster, a 4-4 four, four for two mana, and then you like, it's a vehicle, but you're really lot. just drawing cards. It's, it's my least favorite draw and my most favorite draw. It's very confusing. It's just not. It's like boring. Why is it boring? Because it's colorless and anyone can just put it in? Yeah, anyone can put it in and draw some cards. Cool, like fun party trick. And then, you know, okay, I guess I attack sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I see what you're saying. I want my cards to do cool things. It doesn't It's too broad. It like does it all. It slices, it dices. And it just has to be in your deck. And it has to be in your deck. And I hate that. I agree with you, actually. Yeah. I do think that is annoying. I wish that decks were like pretty heavily restricted. Well, Fable is the same way. Yes. If you're playing Red Fable, it has to be in your deck. But the problem is for me, Fable's way more fun. Yes. Like, <laughs> even though it actually does a kind of similar amount of things, it's just extremely more fun. And there are times where you can win really cool with Fable. Like, if you have two of them, Ooh. that actually gets kind of fun. So, like, <laughs> I feel like there's something I'm chasing with Fable, but for Bankbuster, I'm, like, doing my homework. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's uh, a great like, way boring. to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's needed. You have to do it, but it's boring. So this this deck plays those cards, like we mentioned: Fable, Reckoner, Bankbuster, Blood Tithe, Harvester, Corpse Appraiser. Now that's that's a cool card. That is, I agree with you, the yeah. coolest card in the deck. Yes, and and it's so been there forever. When Grixis was discovered last year, it was on our testing team as well. Yeah. I mean, sorry, we didn't create Grixis out of nowhere, but. <laughs> That was a deck we were we testing a lot. We didn't create the colors black, red, and blue in Magic um, And other, other teams had it too, but that was like, wait, this is just a common in the set, what, or an uncommon in the set, what do you mean? And then it turns out it's like, oh, what a card. Yeah, this card what is incredible. Card. Yeah. Uh, you're running Shieldred of the Apocalypse. That's eh, okay. Which is... <laughs> card's fine. <laughs> whatever. Four copies of Invoke Despair, um, generally. Um, if you ever want your opponents to hate you, that's a good card. Oh my god, yeah, it is. Card. That's a card insta-hate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Brotherhood's End. I also, this card is like exactly the type of card that I hate my whole magic career. There it is in this deck. Just good cards, good removal. Well, it doesn't come against Boggles very well. Well, okay, sure. Because it doesn't say enchantments, so you got something going for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we I'm can ask Boggles, for like an okay. amendment yeah. later if you want. Brotherhood's end to end. <laughs> you can so- also destroy enchantments. <laughs> No, uh, that's this deck. Uh, generally, what what could possibly be different about this now that we've got mommy in the house? <laughs> so my notes are really detailed. I just need a few minutes to read through okay, them. Okay, great. Um, for Grixis, I actually do have some notes. I was gonna say not much, but that's not true. So there's a couple new removal cards, removal spells, which I'm not going to name. Not because I don't want you to know the secrets. It's because I can't remember the name of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a one mana red card. It's a sorcery that deals one damage or five damage if it's blue or yes, white. Yeah, yeah. And it can't be countered. Mm. So okay. it can kill Rafine. Oh for Rafine, one mana. For one mana. Hey, that's a pretty because good deal. You can target it. Yeah. They go, okay, you know, pay the uh, ward, and you're like, nah, no thanks. And they're like, cool. And they're like, cool, it can't be countered. Oh, and that's like just a really good conversation you could point. have. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great conversation. Yeah, you can and be like, your cool. As you're destroying them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's actually legitimately like a, a pretty big upside. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there'll absolutely. be some hanging around. Um, and then the new Chandra is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, does stuff. Please don't ask me what it does, but it does stuff. Quick pop quiz. What does the new Chandra do? Oh, boy. I don't think I could tell you any of the abilities or if there's more than three. I just tried to write Chandra into um, oh, good Scryfall luck. and I wrote Chandra. Oh, okay. I was going to, even writing Chandra won't really get you very far. No, because I'm going to have a hundred of them that yeah. come up. Well, and could you even, without seeing the set symbols, name which is the new one? They all look so similar. Okay, it's six mana. Uh, okay, uh, where are you, Shan- new Shandy? Well, okay, you've met, yeah. Now, now I'm doing all the cards that have Chandra in them. I'm no, I can't name the new one from this picture. Okay, hold on. This is the way we're gonna this do it. This is much smarter. Good job. <laughs> um. Okay. So new Chandra. Oh, there it is. A Hope's beacon. Yep. Um. Five loyalty. Uh, she has a static. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. Oh, of course. Triggers only once each turn. Plus two. Add two mana. Any combo of colors. Plus one. Exile the top five cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell from among those exiled cards. Minus X. Deals X damage to each of up to two targets. Okay. Yeah. So she does a lot of different things. Yep. Uh, in this already extremely powerful shell. Yep. So Grixis might just dominate again. Uh, who knows? I mean, it seems pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at what we expect to be one of the top decks. Another one you just mentioned, Esper. Uh, you said it has blue, so it was like a little scary to you, which I agree. I'm also yeah. terrified of blue cards. But it just revolves around Rafine Scheming Seer, and then you just 
you know, connive. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a curve deck. You play a one drop and then a two drop and then a three drop and then you win. Profit. Hashtag. Hey, hey I like that kind of style <laughs> yeah. of deck right there. But it really, like, it legitimately plays as a creature deck. I had no idea. Yeah. It's pretty fun. And it draws a lot of cards, which I do love doing. I, so. I, I also, as a creature player, do love drawing cards. People think that those things are at odds. They're no, not. They're not. Well, SRAM is a card. Especially the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of not blue cards draw cards these days. Much to Megan's chagrin. Yeah. I'll nap. Here, have a card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rafine, you've got Denik, a Pious Apprentice. What does Denik do in this deck? Um, so Denik has one line of text that's really important, which is cards in graveyards can't be targets. Right. So it stops reanimator. It stops some other random stuff. And then um, it doesn't stop like like channels. And it, it's like weird. It sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. But Doing for the enough. most part, it's stopping reanimator decks that are targeting the graveyard. Okay. Yeah. You get to play Skrelv. Yep. Um, which was a big champion in the last Pro Tour that we played. Yeah. Uh, very cool card that protects your dudes. Yeah. You get to play Athalia. Oh, great card. I mean, yeah, sh- yeah, making people's spells cost more, I think so. You're running Shieldred as well. Adeline Resplendent Cathar, yeah. one of my all-timers to play in a creature deck. That, that's how I knew it was a creature deck. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> if, Ad- if Adeline's in the deck, yeah, it's yeah. a creature deck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Esper Legend, still a really good deck coming in this weekend, you think? I think so. Um, I think it probably has the most loss in, in the sense that it literally didn't get anything, I think. That's yeah. not true. I'm sure. sure I'm sure someone's going to play a new card in it. Great. Call me if you do. That's fine. <laughs> um, but in general, I don't believe there's a new four of. Sure. But I'm happy to be like, man, I was so wrong. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's... It was strong before, and I'm just not confident. Maybe it is still strong. I actually really don't know. I, I haven't played that much. Esper so. Legends. Yeah. Um, it certainly looks to be a good deck. Mm-hmm. Another one, which I find like very surprising. Oh, um, do and we have to talk about this deck? We do. We might go to time if we talk about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Mono White Midrange. <laughs> this is my least favorite deck. Same. Probably in forever. Yeah. Like, like I would put this worse than... Um, Reclamation. Oh, Wilderness Reclamation? Yeah. Now that was a hated deck. This, I really, really, really dislike okay. Monolite Midrange. Why do you hate this deck? Um, so for one, they get to do a lot of fun things, and that's really unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the one doing yeah. fun things. So they have a lot of Planeswalkers. They have a lot of things that give tokens and triggers and um, all that jazz. That's great. But that means each turn does take a little bit of time, especially if you think about, if you want to think about each decision. Um, so I feel like I could not play the deck because yeah. I don't play fast enough. I don't process fast enough. And so sometimes when that happens, and this happens in a lot of formats where there's a deck I can't play, I've decided not like the rules say (laughs) like i've decided i cannot play this deck and then when it's the best deck it's very frustrating experience for me because it's like i yeah i understand i want to be able to always play the best deck but i have to set myself some limitations and i have to understand like i just won't be able to play fast enough i will come to the tournament with six draws i this will happen and so that's something that i get kind of annoyed about and same with when blue is really good I'm yep. like, that's unfair. I can't play blue. It's I, very, I, I'm I mean, not saying this is a good thing. This is a very silly well, thing. Well, no, I don't think <laughs> it is. I mean, you've identified the way that you like to play the game, and hopefully like you have a fun time when you play the game, yeah. right? And so if there is a best deck that is not my play style, I 100% will not play it. Yeah. I just won't. Yeah. And I know that that's contrary to a lot of like pro players' beliefs, mm-hmm. um, but I also believe in like just doing something that brings you joy, right? Yes. So <laughs> I know sometimes that's not on top of the list when you're trying to make money, but... Um, that's just how I approach it personally. Um, and Mono White Midrange uh, is a deck that can be 
very, very slow and grindy to play, which is yeah. weird to talk about a mono white deck, which is normally a fast creature based it's deck. It's funny. Our creature deck is Esper and our control deck is mono white. What, what is happening? Bizarre world yeah, here. What is the world? So this deck runs cards like the Wandering Emperor. Uh, Elspeth Resplendent. You talked about a lot of Planeswalkers. The Eternal Wanderer is also in here. It's kind of awkward. There's two Wanderers. <laughs> it doesn't feel like on, on theme. This, where's the legend rule yeah, when you need it? Exactly. Uh, Sarah Paragon. Um, that card's actually pretty cool. Is a super sweet card. I really like that but card. But really gives this deck some reach. Yep. Um, no, it has flying. It's also got Bankbuster, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> Just put it in every deck. <laughs> Don't worry. Wedding announcement. Four copies oh, of Ossification. That's why I like Esper. Why? Doesn't have Bankbuster. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> yes. why. There's Nailed no it. Bankbuster to be annoying, yep. like, no boring must include must kind of your card. Work. Yeah. So it just, like, is extremely controlling. It can get back cards from the graveyard like it's nobody's business and just shut down everything you're trying to do. Yep. Mono white mid range. Uh, Rakdos midrange uh, is another deck that we might see at the top tables this weekend. Very similar to Grixis midrange. Yep. Uh, uh, I would say too similar. Yeah. If, if I it mean, was me, but. You know, the it's benefit, not my article. <laughs> <laughs> the benefit here being that you don't have blue, I guess. So you're more That is a benefit. Always cut the blue. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You're doing the same thing. You're yeah. running Fable. <gasps> you covered over, you hovered over one of my favorite what, cards. Which card? Gix's Command. Gix's Command. Yeah, that's a cool card. This is the three black black sorcery where you choose two, put two plus one plus one counters on up to one uh, creature. It gains lifelink until end of turn. Destroy each creature with power two or less. Return up to two creature cards from your graveyard to your hand and each opponent sacrifices a creature with the highest power among creatures they control. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really good card. Good. It's really good in the mirror in Esper. Ooh, I brought yeah. it a lot. Oh, hey. It was really fun. I think I played like seven mirrors in the 15 rounds that I oh, played. Oh, yeah, that would be backbreaking in the mirror for it's Esper. really good. Yeah. Because even if you don't get all their creatures, this, the last ability makes them sack their biggest creature. Right. So you do like, you kill all the two power stuff and kill your sheltered. Sick. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So r- consider Rakdos if you would just don't like blue cards. And I bet you Rakdos probably has a few more new stuff. Um, yeah. I, I think, uh, honestly, I would have played Rakdos if I didn't play Esper. Sure. It, it's a little bit more my, my speed for sure. Why would you play Rakdos instead of Grixis? Because I really don't like counter spells. Yeah. Like, so do I. I know this sounds like a, it's a leak. Obviously, I understand that. But also, I don't play with them well enough. Like, it's not even that I don't like them. It's like, there's been, <laughs> there's been times where I've been playing on Arena and I'm, I have an Essence Scatter in my hand. And Sam walks by and he's like, okay, cool. And a, you know, opponent casts a creature. They put it on the stack in Arena. I go, cool, okay. And he goes, why did you not counter that? I was like, with... Oh. Do you know how many times that has happened like, to me, Caroline? Yeah. My brain, my brain just doesn't, it's not used to it, and therefore I don't get good at it, and it's something I could fix, but I don't fix it. I don't know. No, I, well, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I do the same thing all the time, and I'm like, wait a second, you're holding Essence Scatter. Yeah. But it's also, a counter-target creature. I'm like, hmm. I don't have good threat assessment. Yeah. Right? Because I'm just used to being, I would rather be the threat. Absolutely. Than assess the threat. So that's how I play basically any game that's even similar to Magic. I yep. just want to be the threat. Celestia Toxic is um, one of my favorite decks, but it's kind of lost a lot of steam. Yeah, I don't... I'd be curious to see if it comes at all. I don't yeah. know. It, to me, it felt like during some of the regional championships, it was like a surprise deck. I think it might have been the surprise deck of the first one. Yes, it was. Um, and then it kind of went off and Petered then came out. back a little bit. Like It's definitely... It's sort of like Affinity where if you... 
know it's coming, it's pretty beatable. And if you don't know it's coming, it's a bit of a surprise. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? I, I personally think it's super cool, but right. Obviously. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> said the Boggles player. Yeah. Uh, to poison somebody out and just attack uh, and do huge chunks of damage in one go. But I, I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see a lot of it this weekend. Um, there's another Rakdos list that might be uh, popping around, popping off <laughs> in the feature match area. Rakdos Reanimator. Yeah. So this one has existed before. Reanimator, um, there's a five-mana Reanimator saga. Um, Cruelty of Gix. Yes. There we go. Um, has been around for a little bit. Lots of different versions. There's been greedy versions and you know, a little bit thinner, nice Rakdos versions. Um, they did well at different regional championships. But the target originally was Atraxa. Pretty cool card. Yeah. Giant, I don't know, seven mana, seven, seven, et cetera. Draws a lot of cards. But there's a new card, uh, Itali something or other. Itali. It's the dinosaur. The dinosaur. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's, where is Itali? Well, uh, there's the old Itali. Is it not that this one? one. Here we go. Itali yeah. Primal Conqueror. It's a seven mana, seven, seven trampler. When it enters the battlefield, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. You may cast any number of spells from among the non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. Yeah. Uh, and then it has, that we're not done, an activated Phyrexian ability, nine and a Phyrexian green. It does? Transform it. Wow. What uh, does it transform to? It goes into Itali Primal Sickness. Wow. Because now Itali is... Um, been Phyrexian eyes trample oh. with indestructible and it's 11 11 now of course, of course. Uh, whenever it, it deals combat damage to a player they get that many poison counters <laughs> wow I did not know that I literally didn't know it had a backside that's absurd yeah oh okay I want to know if that happens in coverage yeah that will be yeah, very yeah, yeah. cool that that should be I, I should mean, just have like dead. a bingo card <gasps> I should have a bingo We card. used to do Good Luck High Five Pro Tour <gasps> Bingo. We should it do that. It was so fun. That was good. That was good. That was many years ago. Yeah. But um, this card is sick. So, yeah, I would like to reanimate this. Yeah. Well, so here's a nice thing. When the Rakdos reanimator decks were playing Atraxa, they could theoretically attack or um, cast Atraxa with yeah. a bunch of treasures left over. Sure. I think they played a couple splash, like, duels and stuff. But it was pretty hard. Atali... That's red. That's red. They can, can. They can. Seven mana is not absurd in the standard format. Like, wow. it's not crazy, and it has an ability. The biggest thing you want with your seven mana cards is do they do something when they enter? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is something okay? You know. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's like fine. <laughs> okay, I need to see that happen yeah. this weekend. That is sick. Uh, what other deck did you want to talk about that we might uh, come um, across this the weekend? Only one, so looking at your list here, it's a little bit further down than I was expecting, and that's domain control domain or control. I have five color control. Yeah, five color control. Um, and I'm not going to be able to tell you much about what this deck looks like now or what it will look like because I'm fairly certain every five-color control deck you click on will look different. Yeah. And has looked different in the past and will look different in the future because you're playing all five colors, so you're, the decks are going to match more the style of the person that's playing them. Sure. They um, just have so many options. Right. I will say I did play one for actually kind of like a couple of days. Like I was kind of on it, and it was essentially the mono-white deck with – Five colors. So. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So it had like a couple green cards. It had a Traxa, et cetera. But it was mostly the 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 mono white deck. deck. It played lay down arms. Like. Yeah. It had. Okay. The white parts. And then it just had a couple extra colors. Um, And there's also versions that play all the crazy colors and kind of make it a little bit 
harder to cast some of your spells. Um, and then I think with the new battles and new mythics floating around and stuff, I think I could see five color control being anything. Like, I don't even want to tell you what I think will be in the deck. Because there's just no way to know. There's no way to know. But I've been seeing them do better. So okay. they might they might make a, a resurgence. What is the reason to play five color controller? Uh, I mean, you get to play with all the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the fact that you feel pretty cool. Yeah, because you also probably feel pretty smart. Um, herd migration, or is that what it's called? Yeah, herd migration. Herd migration is, I believe, the the pull. The domain yeah. card Domain here. card. Makes and those three, three beasts. Elefante. Yeah. Oh, they're beasts? They're beasts. There's, They're not elephants? I know. The, the picture on the front makes it look like elephants. But, but there's elephant the three threes. Doesn't Terrasodon make elephants? Yeah, I think so. So why wow. are these beasts? I have a call to make. <laughs> we'll be right back after <laughs> Carolyn's call here. Um, Complaint line, please. <laughs> Hello, excuse me. Well, I, I want elephants. I mean, I call daily. Yeah, yeah. For, for the sloth issue. Oh, because you want more sloths? Or because uh, they're no, just not called sloths? It's sloth. not called sloths. Is there any creature that's called a sloth? No, all right. They're all beasts. There's, there's multiple sloth sad. creatures, but they are beasts. So I, I call every day. This is like when we had uh, hounds. It might not be a real number. <laughs> What's like, your dog? Like, I think someone might have given me a number. They gave me a number. It's five digits sloth. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like 1-800-GO-AWAY-CAROLINE. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just putting this together. Maybe they don't want yeah, me to but call. It's, it's possible that might not be real. <laughs> Wizards um, of the Coast, print Caroline some sloths, okay? Please, thank Would you. it be that hard? Just a sloth, yeah. one sloth? You made well, dogs. They have sloths. They don't even have to print any more sloths. They can just change it. They yeah, just they let just me need know. direct just call me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, what are you most looking forward to at the Pro Tour this weekend? Um, Eating with lots of friends. Yes, <laughs> me too. I, that's my favorite thing about Pro Tours is just going to new cities or cities that I've been to before and finding out about cool restaurants. Sometimes your friends send you to really cool restaurants that have, like they, they say they have things that you really like, like say soup dumplings. Uh-huh. And then you get to that restaurant and they don't have soup dumplings. I feel like you're trying to call somebody out right now. I really don't know who it could be. <laughs> Um, but it was here in this town. In wow. Fact, Incredible. That Maria sent me to a soup dumpling restaurant that did not have soup dumplings. <sighs> it just, was actually really good worst. food. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, don't get food recommendations from Maria. <laughs> um, but honestly, eat, yeah, eating and, and seeing so many people. Yes. And the pro tour being back means you see the international people again, which yeah. is really, really fun. So. Yeah, we're back in paper again after yeah. last time being the first time in a long time since uh, the fall of 2014. So happy to see the players. They were just like ecstatic last time. Yeah. That's one of my biggest takeaways is how really happy cool. they were back to be playing paper all together in the yeah. same room. So I'm excited to see that again. Um, MagicCon, if you're going, remember the Good Luck High Five panel Friday at 1230 p.m. Ooh, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, Megan and I are going to be released from Pro 2 coverage for a little bit to Ooh. go do a panel. And it's going to be really fun. We have a lot of celebrity Can guests. Can I replace you on the news desk? <laughs> yeah, you come in. Yeah, I've got a lot, look how much practice I have. I think you. I think you'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sweet. that's okay. what's gonna happen. Yeah, call. Uh, <laughs> I'll call that number. Yeah, it'll totally work out. Yeah. Uh, come find us at our panel. We'd love to say hi to you. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens at the tournament and welcoming so many of my friends here to Minneapolis to eat not soup dumplings but other great food well, and hang out. Wait, there's no soup dumplings in Minneapolis? No, there are okay. somewhere. We're gonna eat them though. Okay, we will. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, we're going to talk about the VML and Caroline, who is a three-time champion. Thank you. Which is incredible. You just showed me the VML's Hall of Fame page, which has your picture on it three times. Yep. 
that's definitely pretty, three times. I mean, like, that's getting close to actual Magic the Gathering Hall of Fame status, in my opinion. Oh, that's true. For I think it's only two finishes. Well, no, you've two got finishes three. Two on the ballot. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> um, so, t- for everybody who doesn't know, what is the VML? Let's just get a quick overview. Yeah. So, um, the VML is an online um, arena tournament series. It's usually about 10 weeks long. Um, it's for players of marginalized genders. We start. We started in... 2020, which is kind of wild. Wow. Think about it. We're just about to start season 10, which we may or may not be announcing today, <laughs> um, which incredible. is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, and you play one match a week, um, kind of all scheduled or all like round robin within a small pod of eight players. Uh, and then the best two players of each pod go on to a bunch of playoffs and um, we have tons of prizes. We have a uh, cash pool. First place is $7,000. Oh, sorry. Pa- uh, sorry. Prize pool is $7,000. That okay. makes way more sense. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah. like, whoa, wait. That's a lot. <laughs> that um, sounds pretty good. And then top eight, I want to say, go to their local regional championship. Great. Um, and then the top eight also qualify for a gauntlet series, which is like kind of our, our mini worlds, let's say. Sure. Um, which will be coming up later this year. So we're this will be the last season that will fill that gauntlet. So Oh, that's so exciting. Cool, yeah. I'm so happy that something like the VML exists. It's a great opportunity for people who want to play. I forgot the best part about the VML. What's that? It's sponsored. Yes, Good Luck High Five is sponsor. <laughs> and so is Wizards. And so is Wizards of the <laughs> yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're basically Wizards of the Coast is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had, uh, Megan and I had $77 billion in our profits, <laughs> of profits last quarter, so no, yep. no big deal. We got them all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a cool thing, and it's so exciting to find out that you are on season 10. Yeah. Um, and is this open to anybody of marginalized gender who wants to compete? Absolutely. Well, anyone who can get to our Melee page before it fills up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I got some dates from Let's go. Dates. Yeah, let's talk some dates. Yeah, so Monday, May 8th, put that in your calendar. That will be when registration opens. Great. Um, and then play will begin Monday, May 15th, which is a week later. Wow. That okay, is everybody. a big undertaking. So if you want to uh, participate in this league, $7,000 prize pool, get like regional championship invites, p- perhaps go to the quote world's gauntlet here mm-hmm. through the VML. Starting on the 8th is when registrations will open. So the best way to know when that is going to happen and be the first person in the queue to click is to follow the VML on Twitter. Yep. Because they will put it up the moment that it's live and give you all the information you need to get in on time. Um, um, that's VMLMTG. VML at VMLMTG. Yeah, we and have for, that on almost everything. For as long as Twitter remains with us. Yep. We'll see. <laughs> But uh, I'm so I'm so happy that this kind of thing exists, and you've had a lot of success with it. What has it meant to you to to play in a league like that? Uh, it's pretty crazy, actually. Like just to be able to play in a space that uh, is a little bit curated. I don't know what the right sure, word is. Yeah. Um, and then also, my favorite thing is that not actually me playing in it, which is weird. My favorite thing is looking at Twitter and looking at discords and he- see people be like, oh. Like, here's a person I met through the VML that I'm now super close with. We test all the time together. This is, like, a connection I wouldn't have had. That's actually my favorite thing about the VML. Yeah. It's just finding, hearing about these people finding each other and then becoming pretty strong friends or, you know, a good testing group or whatever, you know, because Sanctum of All kind of came through the VML as well. Um, So that's been really fun to just hear these cool stories. That's honestly what it's about. 
And Legit. Sanctum of All, if you don't know, is a testing group that tests for pro tours mm-hmm. and big events, also made up of people of marginalized genders, just like a really welcoming testing team, where sometimes people feel like, you know, being a part of a testing team is a pretty huge advantage going into a large tournament, first yeah. of all, but getting to be a part of one can be a bit of a barrier to entry. Yeah. So really happy to see that stuff like that is coming up. Um, and Caroline, you're like really good at magic. Can I just say that? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I need to ask you a question because okay. I asked this of every like really good magic player. Oh no. Um, don't worry. It's why, why do you think you're good at magic? Like what kind of decks do you like to play and why do you think you're good? Okay. Well, I don't think I'm good. Well, okay. <laughs> Enough. So that's problem one. <laughs> um, okay. So my favorite decks, I have been thinking a lot about this. When I first started playing, it was like creatures, creatures, creatures. And that hasn't really changed that much. Um, but I've shifted way more towards mid-range. Um, so, like, my peak favorite deck was, like, an Abzan um, mid-range deck in Modern, like, similar to Jund. Sure. Um, with, like, Siege Rhino. Yeah, I knew you I- were going <laughs> to say it. Good thing Megan's not here. I had to do it. Megan wasn't here. That wasn't even set up. It really was a really favorite deck of mine. Um, and so in future, or in, in current ways, like in Standard and even in Pioneer, I definitely play a little bit closer to mid-range decks. Though in Pioneer, I've been playing Redback Sacrifice, which oh, is not yeah. really a mid-range deck, but it does a lot of things. Yes, it does. That <laughs> a is a way to of things. describe that deck. <laughs> um, and it really makes my opponents angry, which might explain my other favorite deck, which mm. was Trump. Oh, so maybe that's the theme. Maybe that's what it is. Making your opponents angry. Could be. Could be. Maybe I need to play some sort of like blue light control next. No, no, no. Gosh, no, I can't (laughs) even hear those words. Never. (laughs) Islands, no thank you. But why do you think? So you just played in a regional championship. Did. uh, The one, the dream hack one in San Diego. Yeah. Um, How did it go for you? Uh, It started off really well. I think I was 6-0 at some point. Which was really well. That's, but that's not amazing. some point. At one point, I was six and zero. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then wheels fell off a little bit. Collected them, duct tape them on. Managed to get all the way to X and four. I can't. It was like the last round. Sure. So sure. For fifteen rounds, I don't even know. X and four. I thought I wasn't live for the pro tour qualification. So the top forty eight qualify for the pro tour, and this was the. F- this tournament wasn't comparable to other RCs because it was a bit bigger. Um, so it was confusing, like, what was live. And so I thought I wasn't able to play for this Pro Tour invite kind of thing. And then just before a round, someone ran up and was like, Caroline, Caroline, like, your match is a winning in. Wow. Which was super nice of them. But mentally, yeah. not the best for me. <laughs> My husband yeah. actually totally knew and just didn't tell me on purpose. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> he, him and, and Matt Nass were looking at the standings, and he's like, yep. She's live, but I'm not going to tell her <laughs> because he knew I wouldn't want to know, Yeah, which was pretty funny. Um, and so I ended up – I mean, nothing went wrong in the match that wasn't me. Like, I made all the game choices. I made the mulligan choices, et cetera, but I did not win. Okay. So I got kind of closer than I had in a while, and so it was a bit of a bummer. But yeah, well, it's in San Diego, so you can't be that sad. No, I mean, <laughs> I think you. that's a fabulous finish regardless, and I think the same thing would have happened to me. I would have gotten so in my head if somebody yeah. had told me it was a win-in, and I yeah. would have just punted. But, but it um, was very nice. Well, so it wasn't a win-in for everyone, so it was super nice that they sought me out and wanted me to know. Yes. So very, very nice. Just for me, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Nervous. Well, I have full confidence that we'll see you on the pro tour. Um, You know. Sorry. (laughs) You just dropped your pen. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Uh, (laughs) Any day now. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
Um, congrats on that good finish and uh, being a three-time champ of the VML. Thanks. And if you want to start down the same road as Caroline, May 8th, everybody, they're going to open again for submissions for season 10 of the VML, which is just incredible. Kind of crazy. Yeah. I can't get over that. I mean, starting in 2020 and 10 seasons yeah. now? January that's of wild. 2020. Like, pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and then here we are. Here we are. It's crazy. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you once again to our special guest host, Caroline Party. Yeah. Amazing magic player, whether or not uh, she wants to admit it, to all of you. Um, and a fabulous guest and card viewer extraordinaire yes. at the Pro Tour. We'll see how many monkeys we can put up. I mean, sloths. Oh, that's another good one. I could put Ragavans. Ragavans. That could be a good events? one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've but got I, Team Up Challenge. I, I'm excited for the Team Up Challenge. Yeah, Team Up Challenge 2023. Yeah. Hashtag Caroline's Team Up Challenge. Caroline's right. Team Up Challenge. Yeah. Pro Tour Mom. Um, yep. This weekend. Like we said, coverage Friday, Saturday, Sunday at twitch.tv slash magic starting at noon on Friday and Saturday and 11 a.m. on Sunday for the top eight draft and standard. I tried to get them to switch um, them around so that draft is all of the main rounds and standard is just the start of the morning <laughs> and how'd that go they said no okay. <laughs> did, did you call that number i got it oh, I'll, call I'll, I'll, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll call that number and see if we can uh what we can do yeah. <laughs> but i'm so excited uh for the tournament this weekend and everybody being in town i hope if you're going to the con you have a fantastic time and enjoy our city of minneapolis come see me and megan on our panel on friday big thanks again to all of our patrons including victor dennis randy and scott and Caroline, yes. patreon.com slash GLHF magic and cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. And, and really do that part. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Put that in the browser. <laughs> so much easier than what I do. It'll automatically know you're supporting Good Luck High Five. It's really smart. It's just this one stop yeah. link. <laughs> yeah. Thanks everybody for hanging out. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>